Welcome to Face Your Faith with West Kenyon. It is our hope that today's study will encourage you to grow deeply in your relationship with God as we study the Word together. Now let's join West for today's study. This week we will be looking at the need for having our lives regularly edited. Yes, just like you would have someone do for you if you were to write a book or write for a publication or even something that might be written for your company or for your customers. Now, the argument could be made that just about anyone can edit their own work, and it turns out just fine. However, there are many good reasons to have a skilled editor if you are writing anything that must be clear, concise, and effective, and error-free. But that is only necessary if you want your audience to respect and trust you and believe that you care and are serious about what you do and your concern for how you present yourself. Sloppy writing and sloppy editing, at least for me, is appalling. And I realize that anything I read that warrants value and seriousness needs to be free of errors and well done. And in the same way as it pertains to editing text for spelling, grammar, and punctuation, the same steps are taken in all aspects and all areas of what we do in life. Another example of this is any individual or company that produces anything of value will, quote, edit their work, and that comes in the form of quality control. The items are tested, they're edited, for any improvements that need to be made before it is completed and given or sold to the public. And hopefully, this is exactly what you do in your life when you clean, cook, do laundry, love on your family, and how you treat your job. Hopefully you are examining all your work carefully, testing it, editing it, asking for help when needed from those who have a skill set that can enhance and complement yours to ensure the best outcome possible. But how does this relate to our lives as Christians? It does in the fact that most of us don't like to have our work edited or looked over. We like to be right, crank it out and be done with it and call it a day. We want to get our point across and to our friends, family, and colleagues, etc. We want to be heard and seen just as we are and very unedited in general. Others can take us or leave us, and it doesn't matter what others think. On the flip side of this is the overly passive, uptight perfectionist who edits the edits of the edits and still can't believe that it is right or good enough, and so they never get anything accomplished in earnest, even if they have a good and honest editor. And both of these traits are a major mistake and a major problem that most of us live out every day, often multiple times a day, and usually for most of our lives or until we allow some editing to be done. In moments, our over-editing and review, or lack of editing and review, can change the perception in a heartbeat of how we are seen by others, and that perception or reality can and often does last for generations to come. And this analogy of writing or producing anything and the need for an editor, someone to review what we do and to look things over and make corrections is exactly what every believer needs in their daily life. We, each and every one of us, needs the editor-in-chief, the skilled eye of the best quality control expert, God, to review our lives. We need to submit our lives to Him and let Him look us over with a red pen, or to even pull us off the conveyor belt of life in order to make the necessary changes that will only make better servants and leaders. And this is the point of editing and reviewing and checking and quality control we need constantly. 
We need regular oversight and editing of our actions and thoughts and language in order that we will have what it takes to present ourselves as honorable before God and the world. How many times have you done something or said something that you regret, even knowing that once it is done, it is done? Once you have made a mess, it's too late. The world has seen it. And even if you make the corrections, the perception has been set. The opinions have been formed, and for better or for worse, for right or for wrong. So what do we need to do with our lives in Jesus as believers who claim to know and trust and believe that we do have an all-perfect overseer, editor, and quality control specialist in our life? We need to submit our lives to God for regular editing in all things at all times and in all circumstances and ask for assistance, help with editing and reviewing our daily walk and talk. Yes, this is very hard to do but usually only because we are very arrogant and most everyone on the planet believes that they are both masterful writers, editors, and designers of their lives, and that we know all there is to know about the art of writing, the story, and the building of our own lives. And so it is we spend a chunk of our lives living in confusion, frustration, and feverishly working to get more tell more, write more, be more, and all without the necessary input from God, the true author and perfecter of who we truly can be in obedience. Let's take a look at Hebrews 12 too. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking further to Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. We see clearly in these two passages from Hebrews that we are not the author, the maker, or the editor of our lives as believers. That is strictly God's job. And we should be very glad for that. This should fill us with an abundance of joy and peace. Consider, if we just let everyone do the job they were assigned to do, how much easier would it make our own job? But instead, we fight God around almost every turn. We regularly hang out in His lane and have such a hard time staying in ours. We regularly attempt to be in control, dismiss God as not needed for the mundane little things in life, because we can certainly handle the little stuff. We seem to think we only really need to go to God for the big things. And even then, we only submit the details that we feel are important to Him to look over, and all while we are looking over His shoulder to approve or disapprove what He is doing with us. Many of us hate micromanagers. They generally annoy even the most calm and collected individuals. We don't like having bosses, spouses, friends, or family members always breathing down our necks to inspect and review and comment on our coming and going and inspecting every last detail of our lives. It's maddening. But yet all too many of us who hate micromanagers are ourselves micromanagers and hover over others we assume don't know what they are doing. And so we need to breathe down their necks to make sure it is going the way we believe it should go and be done, ultimately frustrating the process so that nothing gets done in the end. And this is how most believers treat God. Yes, we inspect most of what God tells us to do and how we should live. When we get our orders and even have them written down, we still double check to make sure there isn't another way that we can figure out that just might be better. 
And in that, we edit what God has clearly outlined for us, say a quick thank you, God, for your time and effort on this, and I'll get back with you should I have any other questions for you. And then more often than not, we crash and burn, get humiliated, are disrespected, and so on down the road to destruction. And then we blame our, quote, micromanaging God, who we ended up micromanaging, which got us into trouble in the first place. Perhaps many of you listening to this will completely disagree with what I'm suggesting. Yet right there, that would be a sure sign that you are not letting any editors or quality control experts into your life because this describes each of us. Indeed, God uses others for his purpose in our lives as well. He puts editors and quality control specialists in our lives to do his work and to try to get our attention. Those, by the way, are the people who you ask questions of and expect that you will get the answers that meet your expectations. So in lies another area we need editing, and that is of our expectations. Don't expect or assume if you are seeking guidance or editing unless you have ulterior motives. Some should probably not come to me and ask me my opinion on too many things, and the only reason is because I will be honest and give my sincere and blunt edits and quality control review. Should you ask me if I like your shirt, I may tell you the shirt is very nice, but not on you. And while that may seem harsh, you asked for the edits and quality control, and I did exactly what you asked of me, to the best of my ability. Instead, however, most people who asked for a review and edit will take offense to the honesty and walk away bitter, if not disgusted, with the honesty and move on in complete disregard of what they heard. If that is the case, and it is with many of us, ask yourself why you even asked for the edits and the review in the first place. In reality, you should have just done it your way right from the get-go. Or were you looking for backing, whether right or wrong, in order to make yourself feel justified in your decisions? Again, this is how we so often treat God. Just like we go to our fellow humans, we in like manner go to God and with great personal expectation and do not expect or fully accept contradictory input and edits from him. So what does God's word have to say about this aspect of our lives? Well, let's take a look at Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Wasn't that well said? No wiggle room on that one. Again, God is telling us that he is the author, completer, the editor and quality control specialist of our entire life. He, Jesus, whether we like the response or not, knows what is right and what is not for our lives. He gives us free will to scrap his edits and do what we want and disregard his quality control recommendations. And regardless of what we think and do, we will either succeed because we took and applied what God told us to do, or we will unravel and fall apart because we took some or nothing of what he told us to do. So what is the number one edit we need in our lives and the number one edit that we must fully agree to and submit to? And that is the edit of surrender to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And as we know, and as God states clearly in his word, very, very few will ever accept those edits from him and will ultimately live out the rest of their lives in error. Let's take a look at what that looks like from Ephesians 2, 1 through 3. And you were, those who are now believers, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, 
following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. And there is the big edit of one's life, the editing out of following the world's story and lifestyle and trusting in a Savior, Jesus Christ. No doubt this can be very frustrating, and that is of seeing all the edits in our life and all that we have to change that sounds so fun. With the edits God calls us to make, life can seem so dull and boring, and all that we are potentially missing out on that appears on the surface to be so harmless. But don't forget, the editor absolutely knows the ramifications of leaving even one error undone. Even a wrong comma can change the outcome of one's very life. Old but great example of that is the misuse of a comma in the following statement. Let's eat, comma, grandma. Or in the latter, we see the missing comma suddenly puts an end to our dear grandmother's life. Let's eat grandma. And while this is just a humorous analogy, this gives us a great insight into how the smallest detail of our lives can put an end to our lives. And this is exactly why God only gives us the passing grade when we have fully accepted every edit as it pertains to receiving our certificate of approval as his child, heir, and ambassador to the kingdom of heaven, and that of salvation. Submit. Accept God's edit in your life. Allow God to perform all the necessary quality control reviews and make the necessary changes to live out the best life you can and all to his honor and glory. So how do we know if we have accepted the edits that have been given us? Let's take a look at 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And 1 Corinthians 6.11. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. And let's follow that up with Romans 12, 1 through 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Will we reject these edits on a regular basis in our lives? Yes. Will we continue to rewrite our life story the way we want it? Yes. Will we continue to micromanage God? Yes. But what we really need to ask is, are we growing through our stubbornness and waywardness and sinful nature? And if the answer to that is yes, then we are allowing God to edit our lives and we are growing in the right and good way. Remember, there is no such thing as perfection. There is no, I've got this, or I'm doing great. No, that is not the life of any believer I know because we are a work in progress and will be until we meet our editor face to face. Let's pray. Most gracious Father, we thank you for redlining our lives, for editing what you know is not good and right and pleasing, and the things that will ultimately lead us to failure. Thank you for your patience with us as we so badly struggle with our self-centeredness and waywardness and the attitudes 
that micromanage as we continually attempt to rewrite our lives for our purpose. We acknowledge that you are the great and mighty God who knows all and is in all. We are grateful for the death of Jesus on the cross to provide all who choose to live life eternal in your presence. Help us, Lord, we ask that you would give us the strength and courage to accept the discipline and review of our lives from you and from others that you put in our lives and to live according to your purpose and will. We now thank you for all that you have given us and all that you do for each of us in every aspect of our lives. Thank you for your mercy and grace, and for that, we love you. And we now ask this in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.